hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Dimitra Gray Show. Another episode with my husband, Jordan Gray. <laughs> Hooray! The crowd we goes wild. We have to come up with an intro that is like us together. A person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of always like the same sort of. I'm like, and I'm here with my husband, and then one of us says your name. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Demetra Gray Show. I'm here today with Demetra Gray. That's my wife. <laughs> no, so you think you should do the intro? <laughs> That's I'm trying. I'm trying to mix things up. I think that would be a bit weird because we're gonna yes. do a lot of episodes together. Oh, don't you think? Sure. That's good. I'm. I'm glad to hear that. Oh. I didn't know that that was a given. Yeah, well, I, if you want to, it's up to you. It's always more fun to talk with you. I don't know if I was being renewed or if I was just doing two episodes. Being and then, renewed? You know, like a character in an episodic television series. <laughs> oh, you guys, should Jordan be renewed? <laughs> For another we could be season? just like a, a tele. you know those, the kids television shows when they're like, they're like, I can't think of an exact quote from one, but they like talk to the audience and they're like, uh, like Dora the Explorer does that. Oh. They're like, uh, I don't know. They say something and they're like, some people will know what I what mean. What do you guys think? Yeah, and then at, but as kids at home, you're supposed to go, yes, or you say the word. Hmm. So that's what like we're doing. We're saying, should Jordan be renewed? Should Jordan come back? Well, he can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the movie? No. Does- I don't know. That's Maybe. like a popular thing people talk. I don't from think, decades ago. I haven't seen a lot of those types of things. It's, just, it's a movie where they break the fourth wall a lot, which is where you like address the audience directly. And I know uh, that you're talking about cartoon because is Dora's that what they cartoon. call it? Break the fourth wall. Break the fourth. Yeah, whether in like live theater or TV or movie. Yeah, when you like acknowledge, you know, like when any actor like looks at the camera, it's like, oh, it's oh, you're acknowledging that like we're a part in this, and that you're looking at a camera. It's Whereas, you know, in a normal, quote-unquote, TV show or movie, you never look at the camera. You're just, like, you're just witnessing someone in their world, and they're pretending that there isn't a bunch of camera gear and dozens of people around them. Yesterday, I was thinking about making a post. I wasn't really going to make this post, but it popped into my head being, like, uh, things I was thinking about, things that people would be surprised to know about me, Hmm. like they wouldn't expect. That's one of them. Uh, one of them that I hate watching TV or movies, but then I thought maybe people would expect to know that. Maybe they would know. For the most part. If if a thing's educational enough, you can get... Yes, yes, but but what I was, the way I would have worded it was that like 99% of the time I hate watching any TV or movies and I think it's the worst possible way I could spend my time. And then 1% of the time I love it. Yes. It has to be something specific. Yeah. My octopus teacher. I like my octopus friend. <laughs> you call it that. It's teacher, but yours is much cuter. My octopus friend is what I think my of it as My octopus friend. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen my octopus teacher, you should watch it. It's so cute. It's a documentary on Netflix. It, it is cute. And didn't the guy who made it, he just like, wasn't he doing something else? He was some... Like he had some other sort of job. Correct. And then he just like quit or left and he decided to just like go off and just make this whole documentary about his octopus friend. Yes. <laughs> and that I just I I like that a lot. I feel like 
I would like that. Mm-hmm. I saw the cows today when oh. I went to get milk. How was that? They're little calves. They're just like, I don't know if they just, I don't, I think they must have had more that were just born hmm. because I can't, um, I can't believe that like every time I go back, there's just like a new or like it's the same baby not getting any bigger. So they must keep having like, I don't know, maybe they're, maybe they don't grow. I don't know how fast cows grow. I don't know the gestation time of almost any mammal. Other than humans. It's not fascinating. When you said that, I, I was like, I was like, yeah, like one could assume wrongfully so that like, oh, I bet, a, you know, many other similar-ish sized animals, not that cows are the same size as humans. It's like, oh, I don't know, I guess nine months, but that could be way off. Okay, but I guess the reason I don't think that, I think, I think that they are pregnant for a similar amount of time. Hmm. I don't know. But I, I think the reason I think that is because I was there like a few months ago. And they had, like, just had a baby, and it looked the same size. And I feel like cows grow pretty quickly, from what I understand, because I think that when they're, like, meat cows, Mm -hmm. I think they kill them, like, a year in, like, to become beef. Like, I think, like, boys, when they're just beef cows, like, I think... Beefy beefy boys. (laughs) Well, they save the the girls for milk, like, dairy cows, and milk girls are usually dairy cows, and then they, it's like young, you never thought about it, did you? I I thought about the dairy part, but I didn't think about that, yeah, that would mean that the male cows would be meat, and so... Yeah, it's pretty much Whenever we get a half cow, that's basically guaranteed to be male. Pretty much, yeah, I believe so. Don't you call those bulls? What do you call them cows? I isn't male, do not know. Isn't the male cow a bull? I don't know a lot about cows. For fact, how much fact I love checkers them. <laughs> and the fact that you volunteered well, with them. I do just... <laughs> I did volunteer yeah. with cows. Jordan loves this fact about me. Although anybody who grew up near me would not be surprised by this in the slightest. Or I think anybody who got... Who grew up close to a farm. So I love that you referenced that because... <laughs> Something that I'm pretty sure 100% of people do not know about. Nine months a cow is pregnant for. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. But as I'm saying, not every mammal is nine months. Like, not like Wait, giraffes I just and dolphins. Really, well, I guess a dolphin's a porpoise. I just want to say really quickly that when I first Googled it, it said 283 days. And I was like, whoa, that is way too many days to be pregnant. That's so many days. And then it said that's about nine months. And I was like, oh, I guess that's how long humans are also pregnant is that many days. So speaking of your volunteer position with cows, (laughs) something people don't know is that I have a running list of the adorable things that (laughs) Dimitri, either adorable or funny or both. Things that she, like, literally, like, like, yeah, I have an iPhone, you know, like, notepad note where I add things to it at least every few months. And I've done it for the whole five years of our relationship. And so sometimes, just like I have, like, my favorite memes that I can think of to just, like, make myself <laughs> laugh or feel good when I'm having a lower day. Sometimes I'll go and I'll read through this list and just be like, look at all these cute things. Do that you my- do that in your spare time ever? Ever, totally. Yeah, not oh. not weekly, but like often enough that it is a thing that I do. Oh. And one of the quotes is about exactly what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Where is it? It was about, it was near the beginning of me writing your quotes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so it's like a third of the way down this list. Direct quote. That's the other thing. I write it down because I want it to be the exact wording. She said, my job was to wipe the... <laughs> My my job was to wipe the poop off of the cow's butts. It was a volunteer position. (laughs) 
And you said that. You said that years ago. When, I think it was when we it was, went. It was when we went back to the States. The first time. Yeah, yeah. When I took you home. It was so we'd been we, dating for less than six months. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we went back for Christmas and, and we were I around you, I took you to Hillside Farms, which is, if you uh, keep that up, I want to know what else is on there. Right. Um, uh, I took you to Hillside Farms, which is a farm near where I grew up in Pennsylvania. And they have like cows and they make their own ice cream and you can buy it's milk from cream. there and stuff too. It's not raw milk, but they, you know. It's a farm, and uh, I took Jordan there because it's, like, a thing to do near – there's not that many things to do near where I grew up, and that's one of them. And uh, I was telling Jordan I did. It was a short volunteer stint. I feel like, yeah, I didn't really have, like, long-term jobs. I didn't really ever have a real job, really, in my life. I did, like, short, like – you know i babysat or then i like yeah i did i volunteered but i would get tired of things i waitressed but i feel like that lasted maybe six months like i just didn't you know Mm -hmm. uh but the the volunteering i can't remember why i stopped but yeah the first day especially all uh, all the cows butts were the main (laughs) job that i had was literally that it was like the cows were all in their little pens and uh, they would be facing away, typically. Like, their butts would be toward me in That's the middle. Ideal. Yeah. And it was winter. I remember it was cold. And I would go in my jeans and, like, a sweatshirt, and I would be freezing. And the butt, the, the poop on their butts would be, like, all kind of dried around the butthole. And, <laughs> and I had this brush, this, like, brush. And I had to go and, like, brush it all off. And that was literally my job. Like, I spent hours just, like, brushing this dried poop off of cows. And I love the smell of farms. Like, I love the smell of cows. Uh, It smells just very much like home to me. Mm -hmm. And so I got to, like, just smell it. I'd come home covered in poop. And my mom thought it was disgusting. She couldn't believe I was doing that. And she made me take off all my clothes in the garage. She wouldn't let me in the house. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I, I only did it a few times, though, and I think they also had me, like, clean the stalls one day. I mean, I'm really not, like, like, I'm more of a novelty person. Like, I enjoy it when it's new and exciting, and then as soon as I'm, like, I have to, like, clean this up every day, I'm, like, eh, I don't want to. Yep. Yeah, that's not really for me anymore, mm-hmm. but it was fun for that period of time. What else is on your list? Of your quotes? Yeah. Some... There's, there's, I don't know what's on there, but make, give me a reasonable one to share. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, are there okay. any that are appropriate for our yeah, audience? Totally, most of them are. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say two or three more. They're just so cute. Um, okay, so there is one. I'll give I'll give the context of when she said this, and I'll say the quote. Which I actually wrote down. <clears throat> I, I wrote, um, Dimitra, upon finding out that she had not actually placed an Amazon <laughs> order that she thought she had, said, and I quote, Oh my goodness gracious, I cannot believe that that is the case. <laughs> like a grandma. Who's <laughs> so cute. <laughs> who, who says that? I say that. In private company. Oh my goodness gracious, I cannot believe that that is the case. <laughs> You're just so proper and sweet. <clears throat> um, another time. I did that the other day. I placed. I thought I placed an order, yep. and I was waiting for it to come. Is that free people? I, I was like sure that I placed an order, mm-hmm. 
and for a lot of things. It was a big order, and I thought they were on their way. And then I was like, where are my things? Are they on it? And I went to look, and then I went, and I saw that they were all still in my cart. And I still don't really know what happened, because I remember being on the checkout page, so I must have gotten distracted at the very last moment, like right before hitting, like, Mm -hmm. because I typed in my payment info, and yeah, it wasn't coming. I had to actually go back and do it again. Go ahead. There you go. (laughs) The next one is, it's short and sweet. She said... You think the broom handle is curved when the broom handle was curved. (laughs) That was four four years ago in our Vancouver apartment. There was like like an ergonomically correct broom and the handle had a very significant (laughs) curve in it. And she said, you think the broom handle is curved because I was correct. Do you know why I said that? Because there was... No, yeah, because there was that... There was something going around online it was like a weird meme where you could make your broom stand up. Right. Yes. Uh, you could make it stand up just out in the middle of the floor by itself. Yes. So why did I say that? I don't know. Either before. I did. It, didn't it, I make it, it did, stand? Yeah, it did stand up. So either when it was already. I mean, there's only one of two situations. Either as it was already, it's curved, you know, curved stick was already up. <clears throat> or before you took it out of the closet and put it up. Yeah, you were, like, laughing at me for thinking that it was curved. I was like, I know that it is. Oh, like, before I saw it, I said that to you. No, you'd seen it many times. It just, you hadn't made it stand up yet, is what I'm saying. The variable could be. But I you, thought I had it standing when you came home. Okay. I don't remember. Either way. Why you did you write it down? Because you, it just, it was- you, you said it, like, it was so incredulous. Like, you think this. I'm like... I'm right. And it was. <laughs> it was curved. And then you looked at it closely and you went, oh, it is curved. Uh, next one. <laughs> uh, you're right. Most of these I can't say. You could say the butt one. There's a few butt ones. Oh, well, <laughs> the most common butt one. <laughs> there's, there's still three. Um, <laughs> three butt quotes. Yeah. It's not that long. At least list. three. Um, one of them also, so I think, I don't know what phase of our relationship, maybe I was a lighter sleeper. I don't think I was, but, oh, I don't remember where this was. It, it was like somewhat context specifically, our, our location had changed, but you, in having to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and do it quietly, you said, I hate walking in slow motion in the middle of the night. <laughs> Because you didn't want to make noises to wake me up. I do again, hate walking in you, slow motion. You said it emphatically. And it was really sweet. Um, <laughs> and, oh, I'm jumped. Another one. Okay, just one or two more. Um, we were we had just left getting car insurance, and something was off about it. Like like we realized, oh, like this thing we could have done differently. <clears throat> this is similar to the one before. You said. I knew that that was the case, but I did not want to be a bother. It is, it's just <laughs> sweet grandma vibes. It's like, oh, who says that? Who talks like that? Oh, uh, I do say that that is the case a lot. Yeah. Okay. Is this the butt one that you... No. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to say that one. <laughs> okay. Which, which one? The uh, one that isn't there one that's like, will you take a look at my butt? Oh, yeah. That one. Okay. Well, that one is. <laughs> that was the last. That was the. 
I assume that was the last on the list you'd want to be publicized. No. But I'll say that one. Um, yeah, okay. And I wrote down, this one has a timestamp. I wrote down October 26, 2019. Oh, so this is very it early. It was so early. This is like a f- few months in a relationship. 11, Intimacy happened quickly. Yeah, October 26, 2019, 11.14 p.m., so nearing midnight. <laughs> you have them date and time? Just this one. Oh. Because <laughs> I thought it was funny that it was almost midnight. We were, like, on our way to go into bed. And, and Dimitri said, will you take a look at my butt and tell me what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> There's something in my butthole that was bothering me. Like, I don't know if I had a rash or something. Yeah. I needed you to look at it. Yeah. That's peak intimacy. It is. We were talking about that the other night mm-hmm. about how we, my favorite moments are when we're like both in the bathroom together. Yeah. Just doing things that we wouldn't do with anyone. I mean, that I'm sure we'll do things with our overlapping things with our kids. Like, her, you know, our toddlers will be around us when we're in their bathroom. But yeah, just like no one else has this front row seat to each other. And that's kind of like the point of yeah. intimacy. It's like we get these special things that are just for us. And they're my favorite moments. In relationship. Mm-hmm. Like in our relationship are these like really basic, just like very intimate moments. Yeah. Um, remember that there, I know there are different polarity people who are like, mm-hmm. you can't poop in front of your partner. It kills your polarity. Yep. And yeah, you can't fart and like you should even try to not burp and just hide your humanness to the best of your ability. Yeah. And because I'm, you're both role playing. Yes. And I remember something you had said about Boo. that. Uh, in the last year or so that I really liked is you said, um, like, how fragile is your polarity? Totally. That that ruins it. Yeah. Like, oh, like we, we won't be able to, like, you know, get it up or get wet for you. Like, we can't, like, be attracted to each other if we, like, if you fart four times, you're going to be like, oh, and now I can't have sex with you anymore. It's like, that's a weak position to be in. It, it reminds me very much of back in my pickup days. Um, yeah, it was a thing like in so much of the literature of like either never or very sparingly compliment the woman that you're attracted to. It's like don't compliment her because you like lose status and lose power. I'm like, how weak of a position are you in? Do you can't, you know, dole out any power chips by saying, hey, like you, you look amazing tonight or whatever the thing is. It was like emphatically, no, don't. But that to me just, it, it just, it really shows the fragility of the position to be like, I can't do that. Like, then you're not in a good spot if, like, that's what knocks you down a status peg. That's yeah. crazy. It's all such a weird game, that stuff. And I also think, like, another part about that that I hate is is the idea that, like, men don't get to be, like, held. Like, I love holding Jordan in my arms. Hmm. Is one of my absolute favorite things. And there's... I. Th- I feel like there's such a... Like holding my head. You can't really yeah, hold Yeah, yeah, like putting body. your head like against my chest and just like cradling yeah. you. Uh, almost like a mother kind of position. Like this sort of like holding you. And I think there's such a narrative in the polarity world of like don't mother your man. Or like any mm. sort of uh, tending to him or like caring or nurturing. That it like kills the sexual yeah, charge. Yeah, it kills the polarity. It kills like you're just going to end up with a man who's so... Uh, like feminine and dependent on you and just like can't like take action in his life yeah then like your kids and your husband all you know those are the women who be like oh just like me and my four kids when they have three kids and a partner yeah. it's like 
It's like you're making that fucking decision. I think, and, well, but that's what they. See it that but way. that's what those people say. Yeah, totally. Is that, and they're gonna just like, oh yeah, you're gonna end up with another kid. Or it's just, I just think it's like, to me. I think it's really sad because to me, one of the most cherished parts of our relationship is when like you can cry to me mm-hmm. and like I can hold you and we can like trade places with each other in that way. That's just like very, very tender. Like we can offer this sort of, um, I don't know if I'd call it parenting, but this like really loving like nurturance mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah. And uh, I think it's really sad that because there is that narrative, like, people are not getting that. It's like, oh, men, it just really perpetuates the same thing. Like, men cannot cry and not. And I think it's even more ridiculous because it hasn't had that impact on our, like, on our sex life or on our, uh, like, attraction to each other or your ability to do work uh, or, like, you know, have goals in life uh, and... I don't know. It's just so it, – it's like – I think that stuff was – it It was interesting to me for a period of time and it was like useful, I guess, to play around with in ways. Sure. Yeah, I think the like polarity principles, <clears throat> you know, really apply or have like validity when, you know, either in the first like two to six months re- new relationship where it's like, you know, you're really infatuation phase and like you're just, you know, playing more of these roles inherently before you soften into all parts or for a couple that kind of has been together for decades, kind of like has slid into this place and they want to like use these tools to like have some intentional charge in the short term. Cool. You can like play with them. But yeah, to me, the notion that like these are things that you live by is just such a prison. And so you're just both asking to like have major chunks of your psyche and personality and who you are be like, Oh, like, well this, you know, we'll say that everything's welcome, but it's really not like these major chunks. Just, Oh, like you can't be, you know, you, the woman can't be like bossy or powerful or assertive or, you know, say I want a date night soon. You know, you can't make clear requests and yeah, he can't be, you know, soft, uncertain, tender, sad, grieving, whatever. Like, they just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a game. It's such a farce. Yeah. It's like, you know, in any healthy relationship, after whatever, like after the six-month mark, it's like you should kind of play every role or close to every role with each other because you're loving all different parts of each other. And over the course of a multi-year, multi-decade intimate relationship, like there's going to be a lot of characters coming and going. They mm-hmm. need different things. Well, and what I think is surprising for us is that, like, or maybe not surprising, it's, it's not surprising to me, but I think other people might find it surprising in that world is, like, we, us playing all different roles at different times hasn't wrecked our polarity otherwise do you know what i mean like i think sometimes people say that and it's like uh the only other alternative seems like it's like jordan's putting wood on the fire in case you guys hear all the sound uh like we still i think have pretty semi-traditional like masculine feminine roles i see you as quite masculine it doesn't mean that, like, I'm always 
like being emasculating or like no yeah it's like like we still have this sort of inherent polarity quote unquote but like it's not like we're having to act at it it's not so rigid yeah Yeah, that's like i make more money you make more of the food you make the home beautiful like yeah we still fall into what would definitely be you know if a total stranger dropped into our home for a couple days and saw they'd be like this is a fairly traditional setup and what you guys are living out. You know, we each have overlap in the things. I help with some food. You do some of the work and make some of the money too. But like, yeah, it is not, you know, tarnished or ruined us being able to like dance this honest dance. Like to me, it's just easier. Cause like, mm-hmm. yeah, there isn't a part that isn't welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that in the past couple of days, just how, how I was thinking about how much, how like drastically I have changed and like how quickly I change. Like, I feel like I, when I look at myself, like I just regularly feel like a very new person every few months. <laughs> like I just feel yeah. very like, wow, like a few months, ago, like if someone knew me a few months ago, I'm not the same person that I was then. And I know that that happens for everyone, but I feel like I seem to be extremely fat. Like, that happens extremely quickly in my life. And I was thinking about how uh, we, like, how it's it's really quite amazing that we stay, like, you know, our relationship just grows stronger and stronger even while we both change yeah. a lot. And how I feel like that wasn't a really important quality for me in finding you was like someone who could grow and change with me that I wouldn't like outgrow because I do outgrow a lot of people and I don't mean that in a way where it's like oh I'm just like getting better than them I just am getting be like I just become different Mm -hmm. and uh yeah I was just thinking of how many friends like I have who I would say I'm, I'm on good terms with most of my past friends, but we're just, like, not that close anymore. And we might catch up ever, every couple years or something. But, like, I just tend to really outgrow people and, like, become very different very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that that was really a flaw. And, like, why can't I just not be that way? Jordan's uh-huh. smiling. But, um... Yeah, I think it's like this part of my personality or just some core of me that I, I mean, it's also very, uh, it's what I've been told like astrologically and also in my human design, like that three line it's called, if you're not familiar with human design, it's just like the, basically your life role is just you fall down and get back up over and over and you like try new things and you fail and you like learn and then you tell everyone what you learned and it's just like that for my whole life and people have always said to me like yeah you're just gonna like do one thing and then go and do another and then like go do another and like that's just you and I would always be like well but why what's my thing like when am I gonna just be one thing and it's like and even with you on our way back from South Carolina I remember that came up when I was telling you like like I had this sort of wave of it come up where I was just like why am I why do I feel so different in every place that I go And feeling like that was a wrong thing and then kind of realizing finally, oh, I think when we got back here, it just like completely, I was just like, oh, this is, this is 
it. Like, I understand it. That's the point for me is that, like, I am never the same. Mm-hmm. Like, my human design is quite open in that way. And it's like I do actually ch- – like, I get to know different parts of myself depending on where I am and who I'm with. And that does change. Mm-hmm. And it will always, like, continue to change, and that's, like, part of being me. Which is – but I think when I – when you're that way, like, it's weird then when you – like, when I see people who are so one-directional, like, mm-hmm. they just, like, have their thing and they become, like, very uh, – even if they're not experts, they just have, like, their same job or they have – like, they just have – they they might grow as people, but they – are still kind of the same thing and they're the same no matter where they are like it's just so different than me and i'm always like why can't why i should be more like that and i think what i'm really coming to term not coming to terms with but like actually accepting is just like oh that is just not me at all mm-hmm. but with you uh I guess because you just love the essence of me. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just thinking of how incredible it really is for me to have to be with someone who, like, like you've loved all these different versions of me, which have been different. And yeah. we've sort of changed together. But they've been superficially different. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the, like, yeah, my worldview is that anyone's essence is always shining through if you you know look at video footage of you when you're five years old versus you 20 years from now it's like you're probably gonna like there's yeah there's just like a you know a vibe foundation of like you're you and yes like the things shift but to me those are just like kind of the top layers like whether you're writing more, podcasting more, taking like time off either one or, you know, accumulating 300 blog posts or nuking them all and starting over. Like, yeah. Or wearing jeans or wearing dresses. Wearing jeans or wearing dresses, (laughs) gaining 100 pounds, losing 100 pounds. It just, yeah, like your, your essence is always so there through all of it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, like in the earliest months of us dating, there were, you know, we've talked about some of them publicly, but like there were moments of like prickle- prickliness or guardedness that like I could see and be like, I know that this like this isn't the deepest manifestation of who this person is. Mm-hmm. Here's some stuff that's burning off. And I have so much love for this person. It could take fucking years. And that's beyond fine. Mm-hmm. Like because I just, yeah, have always known who you are and I very sign up for that. Mm-hmm. So it's been very easy and, you know, beautiful and an honor to like witness the unraveling and layer removal and trying on different layers like it just yeah you're you yeah and i like it i like you it's such a gift to me to like have that be like really loved through all of it i also receive it in return so (laughs) easy Mm -hmm. i saw a video of jordan when he was little for the first time it's yeah as far as more it's the only video of me that young like we we didn't have a, a you know video camera camcorder growing up, either because we didn't have as much money or because there's it you know wasn't really like a big mass consumer level thing that was available in the whatever late eighties. Um, but yeah, one I think one of my uncles had a camera, and so 
when we like did, you know, group socializing things, he filmed us a couple times and he sent over a clip like a year or two ago to us. And yeah, it's the only footage that I have of me under eight and is very sweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm two years old in the youngest clips and I showed those to Dimitra within the last few days. He's adorable. You know what? It's so different to see a video. Like, we, there's lots of videos of me when I'm young, and Jordan has seen those, and I've seen pictures of him, but I'd never seen any sort of video. And even though I, like, you know, I could see the pictures and that was cute, it was a whole other thing to see the video. And he was just so sweet. And I was just like, that is exactly you. And it really is, like, you can really feel it. it, You're just the same, right? You're, like, two there. And you're still the same as you are now. Mm -hmm. Like, that that essence is still so there. Yeah. (laughs) 35 years later, still the same foundation. Oh, yeah. Pretty cute. Mm-hmm. very blunt oh that was I, I posted like a 10 second clip of it in my instagram story and i forget who but a woman replied and she was like you were blonde when you were young i was like oh, i was super blonde for i don't know four years five years maybe which probably means i will have blonde little babies because you're blonde you were you i had like white blonde hair as a child yeah so for a long time too especially in the summer yeah i'd be surprised if at least in the early years we don't have like one or multiple quite blonde kids. Jordan and I are in a unique position because we could really have kids with like any color hair or any color eyes. Yep. Like my mom has green eyes. Your mom has blue eyes. I have gray eyes. You have brown eyes. Like we could have kids with any color eyes and then you, you have red hair in your family and brown and I have a lot of blonde. We probably won't get any straight haired kids. Correct. Agreed. We both have pretty curly hair. Well, I, I had straight hair until I hit puberty. Right. So I, so I did have straight right, hair. Right, because your photos of you young are yeah, straight I, hair. That wasn't wasn't using a straightener. Just like, you know, whatever. Can you believe people? Zero to 13. I, would, I will be really sad if my hair ever changes texture. People's hair just change. Like Taylor Swift said that her hair used to be like curly. Do you remember photos? Yeah, yeah. Like mine. And now I thought she had just been straightening it. It turned straight. Hmm. Yeah, and people's hair, like my hairstylist who cut my hair last, she said that her hair used to be really curly, Mm -hmm. and then it turned straight. Now, it often happens after pregnancy, but my sister Hmm. has hair like mine, and she didn't, her hair did not turn straight. So, I don't know, but I would be, I would have a really hard time. That'd be a big identity knock for you. It would be huge. That'd be like me losing a foot of height. Just yeah. be like, oh no, this is like my thing. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it would be really, really unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, hair has never been a thing for me. Like, people, like, a lot of women will just radically change their hair, you know, for fun. Mm. It's just like another style element. Um, It's never been a thing for me. It's been just such a part of me. The thing, I, I, I imagine you get like, you know, high enough volume of like unique validation for how your hair is you wouldn't want to change it because like it's already a part of you and people are like wow curly hair one of the top compliments and one of the first like that i ever got significantly about my hair that i 
really made an impact on me. Sure. Because, uh, I mean, when I was little, everybody loved my hair. But I remember specifically that I went to Greece on this trip when I was, like, 16 on this. It was through the Greek church, even though my family was not <coughs> religious. I got to go because I was baptized Greek Orthodox. I got to go on this trip. And anyway, so there were a lot of curly-haired girls because it was all Greek girls on this trip. And hmm. curly hair is very Greek like that. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, there was a girl. She had brown hair, and it was similar to mine. And I remember she was so pretty, and she was, like, super, like, just, I don't know, like, small, like Ariana Grande almost, just, like, very, like, petite. And she had this crazy long curly hair. And she was like, yeah, we have the same hair. And she was like, it's sex hair. You know, we were 16 years old, but she was like, she was like, we have sex hair. And I was like, yeah, I was just like, okay, I have uh, sex hair. I'm keeping that forever. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, just like big and curly and like wild. And I was like, okay. I'm, not that I was ever going to change my hair anyway, but I was like, it was, it was one of those things that I just like mm. <laughs> made a big impact on me at the time. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's like wild. But I don't know. I did think the other day that it would be fun. Like, it would be fun to be the kind of person who could just try on new things like that. The thing for me, too, is that hair, like, there's zero chance I'm ever spending any amount of time in my life taking care of, like, styling my hair. Like, uh. What do you mean? Like, like, many women get out of the shower and they, like, put products in and they, like, style their hair. Like, they blow dry it or they use a straightener or they use a curling iron or they, like, put it in different styles for the day or they, like, they just play, they do different things with it. You're looking confused. How, what do you qualify your, I know you don't use this anymore, but I think you did a year or two ago. Like, what would you qualify your, like, curl product like th- there's like oh, some leave-in thing i that you still did. use that now i've started oh. using it again after i got my hair cut but that's not styling that's just a product that's in your hair correct it just doesn't take any time i like i shampoo and i condition my hair wash it out and then when i'm still in the shower with my hair still wet i put on two products in my hair got it and i just like kind of scrunch them into my hair and then i get out of the shower and then i like dry it a little bit with a towel which you're not supposed to do because it makes it frizzy but i do anyway because i don't have the proper mic you're supposed to use a microfiber towel and mine got old and dirty and i threw it away and now i don't have another (laughs) and i could make my hair look so much nicer if i spent time like if i got a spray bottle with water and i spent more time like doing things i no way to me getting out putting the stuff in the max of what I'm willing to do. But you don't call that styling? No, because it only, it's only like a minute. What I mean is like spending time like blow drying. Yeah. Like when I was at the salon and the girl was like, oh, you could like, you know, for curly hair, you use the diffuser and you like the thought for me of getting out of the shower and then like spending time yeah. doing any sort of anything is just like... I get it. A hard no. Makes and sense. even when I was at the salon, 
she was like, oh, you can, like, if you use the diffuser, you'll get more volume, like, in your roots. And, you, and I was just like, absolutely nothing. It would could make me ten times more beautiful. I would not do it. I'm not touching any machines. Because I just don't want to, I just can't. It's like, there are just some things that I am not willing to spend time doing at all. I get it. No matter what the the benefit is. You just reminded me, <clears throat> there was a woman, I mean, a girl in my high school grade like you know that we went through high school together and she was like quite evidently one of the like popular pretty girls um but my social position in my grade was like i could kind of like connect with everyone like you know like the theater nerds and the skateboard kids and like the preps and the jocks and whatever just like i could like talk to anyone and i remember asking her in grade nine science and she just, like, was very put together and, like, naturally stunning, but, like, also played it up with processes. I remember asking her, and I won't say her name because I'm sure someone I know is listening to this. I was like, I was like, how long do you spend getting ready in the morning? And without batting an eye, without hesitating, and without smiling, like, it wasn't a joke. She was like, oh, at least two hours. And I was like, are you joking? She's like, no, like, two hours. And I was like, for... Like, for makeup, she's like, hair and makeup and just, yeah, like, getting ready. And I was like, you wake up two hours early every day before high school. And yeah. that blew my mind that anyone in the world could answer that way. And we were, whatever, 14, 15. And, you know, like, by her appearance, I, like, believed it. But I was like, man. Yeah, my, my mind just so quickly goes towards the math. Like, okay, what's, you know, 10 hours a week across a year? How much of my life... Am I putting into this thing? And then like, you know, if I look at the pie chart of my entire life's waking hours, I'm not saying that she does this today. I haven't talked to her in, you know, whatever, over a decade. But like, yeah, how could I possibly justify? I know that there's different beauty standards for men and women, but just like when anything gets that much of my time on a daily basis, I'm like, is this paying dividends? Is, is this worth it? Or like, yeah, two hours daily blew my mind. I mean, I think, like, for me, <clears throat> I really value beauty. And I think that, mm -hmm. like, if I were that kind of person and I really enjoyed it, I could see it, like, I don't really look down on it for other people. No, neither do I. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, like, that's cool, but I just could never, I just cannot. And as you're t saying that, part of me wonders if, uh... Like, I wonder if that's partially related to my history with makeup because, like, I used to get up early because of how bad my skin was before high school. Like, I would get up an extra hour early because I I felt like I had to because, like, every part of my face was covered in acne and it was so bad. And I would, like, I would, like, wake up early and I remember I needed at least 45 minutes to an hour extra to like do my whole face because it was like I would have to wash my face and I had like a four or five step like you know wash and tone and put this cream and wait for it to dry and then put this cream and wait for it to dry and then I had my like cream foundation and I would let that dry and then I'd put on like a powder foundation the concealer and like I had so many layers of my face mm. to put on and I didn't even wear that much other makeup but it was like, for me, my skin was just such a, such, it was like the focus of my life. And yeah. so I would get up early and I, yeah, I just, if I was going on a date or any sort of thing, like I needed like 
I needed, yeah, I needed like a full two hours because I'd have to shower and let my hair dry and have time to like do all the things. And so I wonder if part of that for me now is like when I, uh, for people who don't know, like in my, I was probably 20 or 21 when I stopped wearing makeup completely and it was huge because I had been like, I did not let anybody see me without makeup from at least like 13 on like my bare skin nobody saw except my family mm-hmm. and um yeah i wonder like be- that was so freeing for me it was really hard to go through but i just remember those little moments it seems it feels so sad now to even say but like the first moments of like like i'd sit outside and the sun would hit my bare skin my bare face and I would be like wow I'm like letting the sun hit my bare skin like that I never did that Mm. like my whole teenage life even like at the beach I would be in like full face of foundation Mm. if we went if I went in the ocean I would not get my face wet I wouldn't go under and if it accidentally got wet like I'd bring makeup with me so I could put it on and so it was like so intense that I wonder if if there is a way that like once I was free of it, I was, like, free of it. Yeah. And then it took me a couple years after that because I really, like, you know, I swung the other way in that. And then a couple years later, I started buying makeup for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, like, I would wear makeup ever again now. Mm-hmm. But uh, depending on where I am and what I'm doing here on our island, there's not really, like... Yeah, but I think the thing is, like, for me, if I'm going to put on makeup and, like, get ready, it's going to be a special event. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a real... I remember, yeah, I mentioned the, like, the three-act structure of, like, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. It's, like, the the three-act structure of I am my looks to, you know, like, makeup constantly. This really matters to, oh, pendulum swing the opposite, the absence for a long time. And then like the synthesis of I can wear makeup as adornment as I see fit. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not because it's my value. And it's not because I'm also terrified of it and can't like, if I have some, you know, whatever toxin free natural makeup that I like that I wear on certain date nights a couple times a year, then like, cool. That's why I need to get, I need to get some toxin free makeup that I would enjoy the problem with me buying makeup though is that like i wear it i wear it so rarely that like you're supposed to like it just gets old very fast especially uh like natural makeup which i learned over the last year that makeup goes bad ever not just that but that any makeup you have to like throw away after it can get infected like your mascara and stuff you're supposed to throw out after a certain number of months i had no idea um like contact lenses you can't just use them forever correct contact lenses let me give everybody a psa which is that you can become allergic to your contacts if you do not clean them like thoroughly and so last time i was at the eye doctor i wear contacts and she looked at my eyes and she was like do you clean the contacts and i was like yes and she was basically like she didn't say the word ew but she was like she was like, do you clean both sides of the contacts? And I was like, no, I do not do that. I guess I just like put it in my palm and I kind of like half-heartedly rub it. And that is how I clean it. 
And I was very honest with her. And she was like, okay. And you could see on her face that she was like seeing gross stuff in my eye. And she was like, okay, uh, you should really clean both sides. Like, just like really both sides. And like, if you don't clean them well, you can become allergic to them. And that was all the, the motivation. motivation I needed because I can't stand glasses on my face. Mm-hmm. So. And that way we're the opposite. I'll wear glasses forever and never contacts. I don't know, though. You, you don't, you're not yet at the point where you need glasses all the time. Agreed. So if you were, if you had to wear glasses all the time, you might eventually get to the point where you're like, fuck this. Yeah. Because that's what I did. When I first started having, I was like, no, I'm not using contacts. It freaks me out. It's plastic. Uh, I don't want to do that. It's going to bother me. I don't mind the plastic. For me, it's just poking my eyeballs at all. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone on a daily basis. I thought basis. they were so uncomfortable. I was like, no. And then I wore glasses for a few weeks and I was like, okay, give me contacts. And then I told you that story about how I went to the the eye doctor put contacts in my eyes for the first time. And I was like, they hurt. And he was like, just give it some time. Like, give it two weeks. And I was like, no, there's something <clears throat> there's something really wrong. Like, they're the wrong size. Yeah, they don't fit me right. And he was like, uh, I think they do. Just like give it time. And I was like, this guy doesn't know anything. And then after like a week, he was correct. I stopped feeling them entirely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now I really never think about them unless I accidentally like tear Touched. it or it falls. Yeah. If or I put, put them in, in the wrong eyes. That yeah. happens rarely. Yeah. A um, couple times a year. Yeah. Usually that happens because I, I, at nighttime, I'm in the habit of like, dumping out the solution into the sink and then I fill it with new solution and every so often my brain gets mixed up and I do that in the morning and so Hmm. I dump out the lenses into the sink and then I have to sort of yeah and that's why they end up in the wrong eye that makes sense yeah should we tell the people that yesterday I drank coffee Oh, we should tell them. For the first time in... a funny way you said it. I think over a decade. Do you know that? That's how they... Jordan watched Madagascar for the first time on my birthday. Correct. And that's what they they talk about, the people. And that's what it reminded me of when you said, should we tell the people? Uh, you know how they talk about the people? Because yeah. they're animals. Yeah. Did you like the movie? Yeah. Yeah. It was cute. Oh, I love that movie. That was nice. Okay. Yes. Jordan drank coffee for the first time. Not ever. Well, but not, the f- in... not in a while. In, I think, over a decade. Yeah. I've never been a coffee drinker. I've never had any consistent... Wait, what's the drink you get from Starbucks? That's not coffee. No, I get a vanilla bean frappuccino. That's just There's like... no coffee in that? No. What? What makes it a frappuccino? What um, does frappuccino mean? Blended cold thing. I don't okay. know. It's, there's definitely no coffee in it. it. Yeah, that thing is basically mm-hmm. like... It's uh, like vanilla Slurpee. It's very, it's just sugar and <laughs> powder. I don't know. It's, yeah. There's no. There's definitely There's definitely sugar, but there's no caffeine in that. Okay. Um, yeah. Never been a coffee drinker. Yeah. I, I, I've probably ever had some, like any amount of coffee, honestly, maybe five times my whole life. And because the early times that I had it, I would, you know, drink any and just feel like not good, like, you know, high. And I would just like go to the bathroom several times. And just, this isn't fun at all. Why do people do this? 
Um, but then yesterday, after, I don't know, having a more stabilized nervous system and eating more consistently and having some positive health runoff from Demetrius Habits, um, yeah, I had Varia coffee. I actually overshot unknowingly. Jordan drank like the equivalent of two full coffees. At least. It was like, it was closer to three. <laughs> like two and a half, three cups of coffee. It was in like a like a, a tall boy can, like a pre-mixed Starbucks drink. Yeah, you just went for it at like 10 a.m. <clears throat> 10 a.m. And I thought it was just a brand name, but it said double shot. And I was like, oh, that's cute. It's a little double shot. But then, yeah, the caffeine content was listed. And when I found out that like a normal cup of coffee is like 60 grams of caffeine, whatever, milligrams. Yeah, it was like almost three cups. And for a non-caffeine drinker in any context, I was riding high. But it felt great. It felt quite like stable and not crazy. I had sustained, you know, super alert brain. Everyone's just like, yeah, coffee, we get it. But I like, I, just, well, I haven't. But it is a difference the way you felt than like you would have felt if you hadn't eaten proper food and totally. Food, and then you would have felt more jittery and kind of like for sure. Yeah. And I didn't at all. And yeah. I was just like, whoa, it, yeah. The the fact that I like built my business over the last eleven years without coffee, I was like, oh, I totally get why people drink coffee. Like it just it, yeah, it felt amazing. And again, I overshot, uh, and so the caffeine. I, I know that, like, I've done blood testing, genetic testing. I know that I am a slow metabolizer of caffeine. And so I Googled, like, if you drink three cups of coffee at 10 a.m. and you're a slow metabolizer, how long does it take to get fully out of your body? And I didn't Google it. It was AI. So ChatGPT was like, oh, it could, it, you know, it, like, has this half-life. So if you're a slow metabolizer, like, basically 24 hours after ingesting three cups of coffee, you'd be at, like, 12% like still caffeine and that's what it felt like i didn't yeah. i didn't really get to sleep until like midnight and you know we tried to go to bed at seven or eight so i was up later than i wanted to which i don't blame caffeine on i blame the dose on yeah. which is also on me but yeah now i'm like oh i could have a half cup of coffee and feel good and i've now turned a corner into i'm open to this part of life <laughs> Not on a daily basis, but just at all. Woohoo! Do you know that I taught myself to like coffee? I don't. Please tell me about that while I adjust the oh, fire. You don't know that part? No. I love talking about coffee, so I we're going to just go for it. I, coffee, so uh, I hated coffee up until I was like 24. So I never drank it. The only time I would, I would force myself to drink it if... Uh, like when I went to Bonnaroo with my friends and we had to drive like 12 hours or 16 hours or something crazy. Um, and I, like if I needed a burst of energy to stay awake, I would like force it down. But that was my only experience with coffee. And, um, so when I was like 24, I don't know, everyone around me really liked coffee and I was going back to school for the fourth time. And, yeah, like, my best friend, my boyfriend at the time, like, they, everyone just loved coffee. And I think that I drank some one night because I was, like, I had to stay awake for, to study or to do a paper or something. And I just decided one day, I was, like, I am gonna learn to like coffee. Like, I drank it and it made me feel happy. A very Demetra move. 
<laughs> what do you mean? Just to be like, I'm doing this I'm now? I'm doing this now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I remember texting my friend Bethany and she was like, she was so happy because she loved coffee. She like worked at a coffee, like many coffee shops and she was just, she was really excited about it. She was, she like I remember she posted on Facebook and was like, today marks the day that my best friend started liking coffee. (laughs) And I just was like determined. I was like, okay, I'm going to like it now. And I only drank black. And then I remember she thought it was funny how like quickly I became a coffee snob, as they called it, because like I I tried all these different kinds and I was living in Pittsburgh. So there are a lot of like hipster kind of coffee shops around and there was one close to me. And they roasted all their own beans and they got it from all over the place. So they had all these different blends and they would have a new one each day and they had a lot of light roasts. And I loved light roast. Like once I could, it was like wine. I could start tasting all the different notes and I was like, whoa. Because dark roast to me just takes burnt. Like I just think it's like, I just don't get people who like dark, like, you know, I don't know. I think maybe because people load it up with cream and sugar i just drank black and i loved light roast and it's really a whole thing and i went to columbia also and i had the best coffee i've ever had in my whole life coffee is just so good but then at the time you know i wasn't eating enough food and i would wake up every morning and have a cup of coffee or two and um i was really dependent on it quickly and i became like miserable without it and it was actually soon after we started dating that I cut it out entirely, do you remember? And I'd been drinking it by then for a couple of years, like yeah. pretty consistently every morning. And uh, when I cut it out, I cut it out completely cold turkey. I guess also very me, just like I'm just not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I suffered for like a month. I remember waking up and saying to you like, am I ever going to have energy without coffee? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I did end up getting energy and then I just thought like I was too sensitive for coffee and just couldn't tolerate it. Fast forward to the last year or so when I've learned that it actually depends on the health of your metabolism and the health of your body, how you react to coffee and caffeine and, uh, also the way that you consume it. So if you have it after food, cause what coffee does is it speeds up your metabolism. So quick health lesson for everybody is that your metabolism is basically how efficiently everything in your body is functioning. So like how quickly, uh, like how much fuel your body is producing out of the fuel, the uh, food that you eat. And then like how efficiently every organ, every part of your body is working. And uh, coffee, caffeine, like speeds up your metabolism. And, but if you don't have the fuel in the tank, which is sugar, carbs, glucose what our body runs on if you don't have that in the tank then your body has to make its own either from like protein or fat or from its muscles and tissues and that uh that causes your stress hormones to spike like adrenaline and cortisol that's a very stressful process for the body to go through is to have to make its own glucose and so um it causes you to just be really stressed out and wired. So it's kind of like they say it's like having caffeine on an empty stomach is like putting, like pressing down the pedal on an empty gas tank. It's just like, um, it's bad. So anyway, but even with food, when I started to try to drink coffee again, 
I couldn't really tolerate it. Like, it would still make me feel kind of jittery and, like, on drugs. Like, just not not good. And then I remember it was, like, uh, maybe, like, four or five months into working on my metabolism more. This was, like, last winter. I remember I had a coffee that was, like, full of cream and sugar. It was at Ben's. Remember he made it with, like, collagen and all this stuff in it. And I drank it and I felt so good. And it was after, like, a huge breakfast. And I was like, wow, I can tolerate coffee again. And then I feel like the last year has been me slowly kind of being like, okay, uh, can I tolerate coffee? Because coffee is really good for you. It's really good for your liver. Jordan was looking up facts about coffee last night and how good it is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to come closer to the mic because it's not going to pick up your voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so now I... Now I'm at the point where I'm having coffee pretty much every day, but just a little. I don't have a lot. I have like, I don't know, maybe half a cup. And then I mix it with some sort of fat and sugar alongside it. I really still like black coffee, though. Mm. I don't. I think it just tastes, when it's light roast. Like, I just love the taste. Like, I don't, I really hate just sugar in coffee. It's like, bleh. Mm. Uh, cream though, today on the way home from picking up the milk, I stopped at the coffee shop. I got coffee, I dumped half of it out, and then I shook up the milk with all the fresh cream and I poured half, like I filled it half with milk. That's funny. As I was putting the milk away, there was one that it like had inches off of it. And I was like, that's interesting that that one is like less full than normal. So that makes sense. Yeah, now. I drank it. I put it in my coffee and I drank And it was good. That way I don't mind it. Um, so I think it's the sugar coffee combo that I, although a marshmallow on coffee is all right for the beginning when it's mostly the marshmallow that you're drinking. I don't know. So I'm still like, I'm experimenting with it, but I think it's a worthwhile thing to add in when you can tolerate it. Cause it's really good for your, like if you're speeding up your metabolism with fuel, that's like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I'm excited for Jordan. I want to make him some yummy coffee. Mm-hmm. drinks maybe we'll get more into coffee people like they foam milk we have a thing to do that do we i bought a handheld foamer but i've been to an oh, i bought it like over a year ago i've been too oh. intimidated to try to learn how to use it oh. but we do have one it's like a frother we'll become coffee people this is so this is what happened to me when i started drinking coffee is like i still find coffee shops a bit intimidating hmm. Uh, similar to a nail salon for me, like when I go in there, I just don't feel like I know the language and I don't, like Hmm. I'm not, it's not really my world. So at the coffee shop, like I don't know what anything means because I've never been like a big coffee drinker or I've only gotten black coffee. Hmm. So I don't know what any of the drinks mean, the words mean. Like Frappuccino. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what a lot of things mean. Mm -hmm. Um... So I don't feel it's a little better now, but it's mostly better just because I I don't pretend that I'm going to order something else. I just get like a black coffee Hmm. or I know that most places, if you want a decaf, you have to get a decaf Americano. You can't get. So I know what Americano is. Hmm. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. And the nail salon, too. I just feel I feel so I don't go to places like that because I mean, I just don't like them really in general, and they smell, I know they make me Chemicals. feel bad. But uh, I also just feel real, like the first time I mem- I decided to get those really long nails. Did I have long nails when we met? Fake nails? 
Mm, I don't think so, but I have to look at photos. I don't think so. You could have. I don't think I did either, but I wonder when I got them removed because I had them when I moved to L.A. And I moved yeah. to L.A. soon before I... I don't think you had them in Canada. I don't think I did either. But I got them put on uh, in L.A. I decided to go and get a full set of acrylics for the first time. Just be a nail person. Yeah, it was like the end of 2018. I had just done my coaching training. I was going to move to LA. I was like, I'm going to be a, a famous sex coach. I'm a whole <laughs> new person. Sex coach. And I'm going to get fake nails. And I wanted those like long, long ones. And I remember I went into the nail salon and I was like me and I didn't know anything. And I was so intimidated. And I was just like, I want like long acrylic nails. And I showed her the photo and she was like, have you ever had them before? And I was like, no. And she was like, oh, I think you should start a little shorter than that. And I was like, no, I want them really long. Uh, and they were fun for a bit. But you know what? I think they're, gr- they smell. They take on this kind of like. Do they? They just smell like, like, yeah, like they, acrylic. Like they smell like they're plastic. Chemicals. And then they get, they kind of like, you can't actually really get them clean. Like very clean. Huh. They've done things. They write things about how, like, the germs in acrylic. It's just, like, you would really hate if I had them. Yes. Well, I'd hate if I had them, Actually, I did have them one time. My mom let me get them put on for my farewell, it was called, in eighth grade. We had a special dance. And I got them on, and then, like, a week later, I got them taken off. And that was that. Yeah. You just get get in the way of all of life. Yeah. Like, cartoonishly long nails, it's like... How do you do anything? Or is that like part of the point? I guess. Like People st- do things with them, though. They still do stuff. And they'd have to. I just, they figure it out. How do you wipe your butt? They do, though. But they would have to. Yeah. Unless they're asking their spouse to do it I every time. I don't know. They, like, they wrap it around their nails, I guess. I don't know. It's just kind of... But, I mean, there's so many di- different ways to live, you know? This is true. There are about 8 billion different <laughs> ways to live. You can... You can get Botox and I was thinking a lot about be all about polarity or you can (laughs) laugh about polarity but it is so dependent on who you're around right like we were talking like I I was actually just thinking about that this morning too like like it would be I wonder like even though I am very personally like I would never get Botox I don't want any I don't like I just don't want to spend any sort of time or money or anything on and I just also think it's bad for you but Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't bad for you I just like don't want to alter my natural face but I was wondering this morning like if I lived in LA and I was only surrounded by women doing that all the time and that was like all that I saw yeah like how long would it take for me to kind of be like you know, this is self-empowering and like this is good for you to do and it's an it's not bad and everyone does it and like, yeah, it's just very common to like start right. getting fillers in your 20s to like prevent any wrinkles and that's just what people do. Because I think about, I, uh, because I've been like watching Taylor Swift more because I, I told, talked about last time how I just like Taylor Swift. I feel like I, I want to listen to more of her music so that I understand like because the people that really like her, they know so many things. Like, all her songs apparently have all these, like, references to things. And they, like, talk about... I'm curious to discover. I feel like I will slowly discover 
uh, more of Taylor Swift stuff. Even though I don't really enjoy... Like, I really love music, and I really love, like, beautiful music and voices, and I don't really, like, that's, I don't like listening to her in that way, but I just like her as a person, and I like that she's, like, a big artist and doing well, and I'm curious about her, like, artistry in that way, but anyway, because I've been, like, so I now I get all these things all over my feeds of Taylor Swift and her friends and people, and I... I've been wondering, like, of course she must get filler. Hmm. Why, of course? Well, because she's, like, mid-30s almost, and she doesn't really have any sort of lines. And I think that that's just what you would do. Like, Hmm. I think if you were that famous, and then I was starting, that's when I was trying to think, like, if you were that famous, could you actually not? Like, is there anybody who's, like, that level of fame and really doesn't? Like, I don't I don't actually know. And, I, yeah, I was kind of trying to play the devil's advocate for myself for a bit in my mind. Because I was just like, like, I think it would be really, really, you, you might justify it as just be, like, being part of the job. Like, mm-hmm. my job is just to, like, be this image. And, like, maybe that would be fine for you because if you, like, really care about your music and your writing and you're just, like, this is just, like, kind of the way – I don't know. It's just so not me. Yeah, I mean, there's – we talked before about mimetic desire and, like, how you kind of take on the – yeah, the status symbols and the things that, like, are you – you know, the things that are correct to do and correct to want based on your peer group and your geography and – yeah, I even think like, you know, you can be a certain level of famous and not get work done, but like, you know, does did Johnny Cash have a bunch of Botox? No, because he's like, his brand benefits from being like a weathered Johnny, you know. I love Johnny Cash, but I'm saying like, that was a long time ago. Yeah, he didn't die too long ago, less than 10 years ago. Sure, but like his height of fame. For sure. I'm just saying like. It was just like a different time. Yeah, I'm saying you can hit a certain peak of fame. You and, could. Yes. Can you now? I think there are still people that would fall under that. Mm. They're probably exclusively male. Like, well, that's what that's that's the thing. Like you know, like Pamela Anderson is like making headlines recently for going makeup free, sure. and you know, she has she's very public. She's of course had work done. In the past, decades ago. So, yeah, can you say, like, totally... And she's arguably, like, she's such an icon that you... This is kind of, like, a power move. Like, she can she can do it. Yeah. But, like, if Taylor Swift just got really wrinkly, ah... Yeah. I mean, it would... And who knows? Maybe she's not... Maybe she's just naturally, like, has great skin. But I just feel like I would kind of guess that everyone... Of that level of fame has, but I didn't realize yeah. how many people have Botox. Like every, so many people have Botox. Yep. What do you think the percentage is? What percentage of women? Of, of women, do you think? Of all of women, just like of all celebrities, women. just like what percentage? What country? There's of a lot women of have to cut that Botox. Up. Yeah, I guess you could, but maybe something will pop up. Like the yeah, like the average percentage of women that have Botox that live in major city in America is different than like the global average of women. Totally. This is Botox statistics you need to know in 2023. Oh. From 2000 to 2020, 
It is increased by 459%. Sure. Uh, four to five million people get Botox annually. That's not a percentage, though. No. Is that the 40 in America or is that the world? Four or five million? Uh, it does not say. Five million of just America would be quite the percentage of like 150. Men make up roughly 6% of all Botox procedures. Oh, I better get on that. Can't fall behind the crowd. There are girls who are thirteen, between 13 and 19 getting Botox. I mean, 13 is different than 19, but either way, that's sad. Wow, it only costs 10 to $15 per unit. Oh, but the average is a few hundred dollars per treatment or more. Well, well I wish that I could find, like, percentage of American women getting Botox. I just saw a photo of one of my mom's old friends. Uh, they're not really friends now, but on Facebook. And she was making that face. Go on. <laughs> she just looked like she had had a lot of work done. I was like, yeah. oh, she looks like very the same as she looked when I was like 10. And that's weird. Like it just, mm. yeah, just seems. Yeah, for me, it's. It's often strange when I see someone who I know is like, you know, 22 to 27, a woman who's like, who gets work done and then like their face shape starts to look like, you know, women that are 30 years their senior that are trying to look like them. Like they get their like upper lip frozen and kind of perky and they get like, you know, their face looks more and more like a cat and then you're just like, wait, but you are actually you know, 23, 27, like you're like, you are still young and you're like preemptively doing these things that to me makes it look like you're prematurely aging yourself by having the, you know, visibly fake thing. And I know that people are, that are, you know, proponents of <coughs> getting work done and Botox would be like, yeah, but if you do it right, then like you shouldn't be able to see it. It's like, yeah. And I think that you can still see like subtle differences. Yeah. It's a version of self-adornment. It's a bit more intense. And I've also heard some women that have had work done be like, well, you know, men go to the gym daily and they spend money on protein powders and they do their own things. And this is just, you know, I just get needles in my face. It's like, okay. I personally do not really think it's the same. I agree. But that's a rationalization that I've heard from totally fans. No, you can justify it in a lot of different ways. I mean, yeah. yeah. I guess it it really just, but I think my main thing when it comes to Botox and things like that is not so much like arguing for or against the procedure itself or like, but for me, the question is just always like, what are you missing? Like, what do we miss when we do things like that? Yep. And I think that's a much more interesting question because it's not so much like we could argue about like putting botulism in your face and health risks and different like you know, is it self-adornment? Is it self-empowerment? Whatever. But the question to me is like, what do we lose? Yep. And I think what we lose is not worth it. It's like the, the beauty of, of seeing aging faces and wrinkles and like life lived on, on someone. And, um, yeah, I think that, that part makes me sad. Your children's, you know, full emotional development 
when their parent's face isn't partially frozen. I would be devastated. Well, that too. I would be devastated though, even if like not, if my mom started getting like work done on her face. Like think like I just think about how much I love my mom and like love her face. Yeah. And, like, what that means to me emotionally. And then if she started just, like, changing it up, it's just kind of, like, I don't know. It'd be weird. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But. Can do any number. What, what, would you, what do you think you would do if I was, like, I'm going to get Botox? I would have a sit-down chat with you. <laughs> because... No, you wouldn't. Like, you just, that's, it's, yeah, it's such a vast departure from everything you're about that I'd be like, how you doing, my love? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little, I think, I don't know. I, sometimes I see articles and things online and I realize I feel like I'm very out of touch with the amount. Like there's so many different kinds of plastic surgery procedures you can do and I don't yep. even know what they are, most mm-hmm. of them. Like ways you can slightly change your face. Yeah. And then wait, like I found out mo- the other day it was like so many more women have hair extensions than you would have ever thought and that has never even occurred to me like getting hair extensions and I was like oh I bet a lot of people do have hair extensions Mm -hmm. and then that makes me kind of I freak I feel a little freaked out by it I'm just like maybe I'm like admiring someone's hair and like wow she has really full hair but it's Mm. actually just extensions I think I told you I once I like we were dating I was invited to do a not a talk, but like almost like a mini workshop with yes, with older women. Yeah, I won't say too much. I don't want to like get you know hyper into the details, but yeah, like a small group of women that I was kind of like the guest, you know, expert that dropped in to like talk to them for an evening. And yeah, there was one woman who's talking about her. I forget if it was like her libido or just feeling stagnant or anxiety i forget i forget what like the thing was that she was consciously aware that she brought to like talk about um yeah i think it was something around like anxiety and like wanting to like bring her libido back so that she could be sexual with her partner more often and she's like yeah i I feel like you know i'm like this like business like boss babe i'm just like i'm like go 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 and it's hard to like you know slow down and like drop into that and she's like a very different you know way of being that i've kind of moved away from for a bunch of years and I said, you know, as part of my response, I was like, and it could be good. You know, they were quite a resourced couple. I was like, it'd be good to like have some kind of like regular body work, mm. uh, you know, alluding to like getting massages. And without missing a beat, she was like, oh, like a tummy tuck? And I was like, no, like massages. Oh. So like, and like she, again, she wasn't joking. I, was just, I mentioned body work. Yeah. And her first assumption was, oh get cut open and changed and i was like no have someone's hands on you to like relax your body and to connect with yourself more kind of the opposite of what you just jumped to and it was sad i was like man and like and there were a number of other women in the room again this smallish group but yeah when she said oh tummy tuck no one else's face you know, maybe because they all were frozen with botox no one else's <laughs> face betrayed any like confusion or surprise or laughter like they all like this was just the mimetic desire the correct thing in this room was they're all just like yeah 
like like that, right? And I was like, no, not that. Mm. But yeah, this was, I mean, almost five years ago. And I just, yeah, I remember being like, wow, that's sad. Mm. That it's like that normalized. Yeah. And inevitably, whenever, you know, you or I talk about things like this, I feel like, or, you know, I see other people posting about this theme on social media, there will be, you know, at least a handful of older people being like, well, like just, you know, just you wait, you you wait and there. see once you're over 40, <laughs> once you're over 50, you're going to do all the stuff that we did. It's like, I no, we won't. Like, I'm not going to get a facelift or, a, you know, again, different for, for male, but it just, yeah. I also think I could like really stand on that now because I feel oh. like after gaining so much weight, like I have so many things that I could change. Yeah. You know, like I could, I have all these stretch marks or I have like loose skin or like I could get my or I could get my boobs lifted back up again so they're more perky or I could get I don't even know what I could get I could I have so many wrinkles yeah I have more wrinkles than more than some women that are like 10 years older than me that I see they're adorable Jordan loves my wrinkles Jordan loves everything and your stretch marks I'm just like oh it's my love yeah you've always been that way you just love every part of my body I do yeah, and I think uh, I think a lot of men are that way. Totally agreed. Yeah, it's yeah. The I mentioned this to you the other day. The like that meme of like a gym bro being like super fit, and it's like you know what you think is gonna happen when you get jacked, and like oh like women fawning all over you, but it's actually guys being like <laughs> looking looking jacked, king. It's yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think that there's like I think there's some of that reversal for women that like you know. A good percentage of women dressing up really well or doing their makeup to the nines or getting work done or like keeping up with appearances. It's like, yeah, it's to not lose face with their female peer group more than their men like needing them to do that. I think a lot of men are quite like, I love you. I'm attracted to you. I love having sex with you. But it's like, you know, the story, the narrative and and the female partner's mind of like, like, oh, like this part about me is like gross or wrinkly or oily or bad and it's like you know are there any men that double down on those stories sure of course yeah there will be some men who their ego is like hundreds of men that i know in my extended network are very just like no i love my wife and i love having sex with her and like i couldn't give less of a shit of you know the fact that her body has changed post childbirth or like they just but and i think it's not even just like oh that doesn't matter to me. It's like like the way that I see perceive you is like you love those things more. Yep. Like you're like Yeah, I'll, it's not I'm it's not I'm attracted in spite of. It's like this is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, like seeing you age, having any new wrinkles or any new stretch marks or like having changes in your body. Yeah, it just it feels like the scrapbook of our relationship getting played out longer and longer of like, oh, I've gotten to witness this and this. And I remember this thing. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like, it's all part of it. And mm-hmm. totally, it's not in spite of it's like, this is also a part of you. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think of that, like when I think of like, and I also think such a part of it comes from uh, just like redefining beauty. Um, I think it, I think it depends on what beauty is in your head. Like, if you only think that beauty is, like, model magazine covers, then you're only sort of comparing things to that. 
Whereas I feel like when I stopped wearing makeup and I sort of like went through this whole thing, it was like, I feel like beauty to me has been truly redefined into like something closer to nature. And so to me, seeing a woman who's like 70 or 80 and has like very little wrinkles, I'm not like, wow, she's just like, she's aged so well and it's just so beautiful. Like, I find that less appealing than a woman whose face is, like, covered in wrinkles. I'm just like, whoa, that is stunning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the beauty that you get with age is just this, like, yeah, I hope that I'm, like, so wrinkly and my hair is just white and wild and mm-hmm. crazy and, yeah. I mean, yeah, one of them is, like, you allow and earn and surrender to and the other one's just, like, fighting life at a certain level of, like, I have to you know, straight arm this natural process mm-hmm. and like, yeah, more be tied to the societal perfection narrative of, you know, the more we fight nature, the more we fight this process, the like the better you are at being a person in correct society. Mm-hmm. Very different intention. Yeah. Do you remember the the photo that I took of your hair when you're like, oh, my like my hair is this is four years ago. You're like my hair is like messy or dirty, and I took a close up of like your scalp hair, yeah. and I was like, it, it's like, it's like it's like sand dunes. It looked like a, you know, like a part of a desert. Yeah. Not because it was like dry, but just like the like yeah, the curves, the waves of how your hair was sitting. Yeah, I feel like I do that with you, often. You're looking at your hair, your stretch marks, and things like oh, those like like rivers. Like it just yeah, I also. Yeah, it just feels like the correct way to just feels the honest way to relate to it yeah and i i i feel often that like if can i put my phone mm-hmm. i feel often like if i were to die or if you were to die like that is the part of your face that i would remember and love the most is just like all the wrinkles around your eyes and like the way that your skin looks and like yeah like all these little bits that are so uniquely you and i cannot imagine anything jordan just touched the scar on my chest Mm -hmm. i cannot imagine anything like more sad than if you were to just go and like like uh what's the word smooth out photoshop (laughs) yeah but like like uh yeah just like uh yeah i don't know the word i was looking for but just like completely smooth out all those things kind of like blur make you just look like you're like 10 yeah it's just like uh that would be sad i'd be like wait like if someone just like i'm touching jordan's face they removed all your eye wrinkles oh my god i would be so sad i'd be devastated Mm -hmm. same with my dad like i love looking at my dad's face he has so many around the sides of his eyes Mm -hmm. i don't know i think people should look like they've laughed a lot and lived a lot that's it yeah. Anyway, how you feeling? Should we wrap? You feeling good? Yeah. How are you? Nearing an hour and a half. I'm doing good. Closure. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll just drop a little hint that Jordan and I are going to be traveling a lot this year. We are. Mm-hmm. I so tip. I just I just felt like in the last episode, um, we said that we'd reevaluated everything but we didn't give a very good indication of what is now happening and part of that is because we're having a big week this coming week we're digging Uh, into that by the time you guys listen to this we'll have already done it 
Is yeah. that funny? That's funny. Probably. Yeah, no, definitely. For sure. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> uh, but we're going to have a big like planning of the year ahead. Change is afoot. But it's seeming like it's going to be a big year of travel for us. Which we've never had. Which we've never had and we did not expect to be the case. That's what's being offered to us and that's what we're going to Yeah, lots into. of things are popping up. So more big life it'll updates. be Jordan and Dima trying to travel the world. <laughs> new new season. Oh, we can travel with a microphone and we can yeah like, yeah we can podcast from wherever we are. Places that I won't we won't name yet, but yeah, that's cute. We can do that. It would be fun. Coming to you live. Coming to you not live from this other country. <laughs> Coming oh, to you pre-recorded from this other continent. Well, now if you're going to do so many episodes with me, I feel like we have to rename the podcast. No, that's okay. It's just always going to be the Demetra show. Just yeah. And then you just are on most of the time. Oh, most? I don't know. How often do you want to be on? 34% of the time. Exactly that much? Yeah. Okay. Okay. 34% of the time you'll be hearing from Jordan. Just over a third. Just kidding. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for hanging out with us. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out. Oh, Jordan looks so cute. Okay, that's all for now, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.